Welcome to the NAIA Ball Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Corey Thorpe, and I'm here with my co-host, John Cooper. John, how you doing this afternoon? Corey, we got the threads going on. We're at Reinhardt Supply 2 with the white one. Me with the gray one. We have a U-Pike helmet right here. I swear we did not plan. Guys, I promise we are not Mid-South Conference Shields. I know I played in the Mid-South. I love the Mid-South. But, uh, you know, we had some great coaches uh, send us some good stuff uh, and help rep you guys. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, help us uh, decorate the office right here, just let us know. We'll give you our mailing address. But, uh, Corey, what are we going to start with today? Oh, man. Well, first off, uh, we better thank our sponsor, uh, 417 Helmets. Oh, yeah. 417 Helmets is amazing. Um, they actually sent us a NAI F-ball helmet that was featured here. It's right on the back, hanging up on the wall back there. But it was featured here last week. Yep. And uh, they do an awesome job of miniature helmets. So if you for something to decorate your man cave, they can do any kind of team, logo, helmet, whatever you need, 417 helmets. And then uh, fifth quarter. Fifth quarter is our national media. Uh, you know, it's our parent company. That sponsors us and believes in small college football. So uh, go give those guys a follow. 417 in the fifth quarter. Absolutely. Why don't we run down some of the uh, notable results from last week? We had a couple thrashings, didn't we, John? Oh, huge. You know, Corey, we let Morningside take over our Instagram. We didn't know that it was going to be like a funeral instead of a, you know, a game. And, you know, we thought St. Francis, Illinois, was going to give them a little bit. And I don't think it's a testament that St. Francis is just a horrible ball club. But I think Morningside is just that good. Honestly, I think St. Francis knocks up some wins over there this year. Absolutely. I, I certainly wasn't expecting them to put up 80 points in the rain. No, 585 yards Jeez. of total offense in the rain. And it was balanced, too. That goes to show you what Morningside lost last year, guys. That's a program of consistency. Consistency of greatness. Corey, you got any stats for us about yet? Well, we've uh, we pulled up here. Uh, well, I'll take over. Yeah, about to say you have okay. pulled up. Okay, yeah, I haven't pulled up. So Morningside rushed for 246 yards, and it had 339 yards passing in the rain. Now, Morningside does like a little screen game action, which we saw a little bit there. Um, they also love that vertical passing, and they did not shy away from it in the rain. Um, Arnage Ponder, who returned last year, is uh, full force again, another 100 yards rushing. The second string running back, I don't want to butcher your name, so Morningside SID, if you're watching, please let us get the pronunciation of that name. But he also rushed for over 100 yards. St. Francis absolutely had no answer. And let's clarify, this is not the St. Francis, Indiana, the Cougars that met Morningside in the semis for the past three years. This is the other St. Francis in Illinois, I think, outside of Chicago. I think you're right. So uh, they're the Saints, and uh, they're in that Mid-States Football Association, but on the other side of the other St. Francis. But uh, like I said, that team, I think, is going to notch up a couple wins. It's not like they're going to go 0-10. This is more of a testament to the morning side, in my opinion. Then uh, second, we had uh, Benedictine racking up 72 points of their own against Graceland. Um at Graceland, for that for that matter, um, and, and 
their running attack was potent. I think um, Stewart went for five touchdowns, if I remember off the top of my head. Well, you had, uh, let's see the stats over here. Yeah, you had uh, Schaefer Shoots having a good game, 195 yards passing and a touchdown. And then, uh, you know, rushing. That was Nyhart. Yeah, Nyhart. It was a little bit by committee. Um, You know, the interesting thing about Benedictine is we didn't know how they were going to respond by after getting that far. Um, Coach Wilcox is still looking for that one national championship. He looks like he has his guys honed in. It's, It's going to be very interesting to see over there. Out in Kansas, you know, Benedictine's one of those few schools that are playing in the heart instead of the KCAC over there. And there's a lot of NAI schools in the uh, Kansas area, and they're not in the KCAC. But uh, Benedictine looks like they're going to run their side of the conference again. The third one that was an absolute thriller, if you didn't catch it on Thursday night, I don't know what you were doing. Uh, Rocky Mountain upsets Dickinson State 23-21 on a final possession drive. That puts the Batland Bears ahead. Guys, this was a knockdown, dragout, heavyweight fight. And nothing against Dickinson State for losing this game. No, and honestly, Dickinson got off to a really slow start when we were watching the game. And uh, they, they had a hard time getting going. But Rocky, I mean, eat, I'm eating my crow for you. I picked Dickinson State to win this game just based on stability. But first-year head coach over there, uh, Coach Stutz, he really pulled it down. They got off to a fast start, and they prevailed. They even went down in the fourth quarter. They were losing 21-20 with 38 seconds left in the game, and they got the game-winning kick. I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely. And then another uh, upset we had was Kaiser, 34, Dort, the 24th-ranked defenders, 21 on that one. Kaiser started fast and did not let up. Oh, yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Kaiser is based out of Florida. They have a ton of universities. They have one right by us. Yep. They have a ton of satellite campuses. Right. They have one in Tallahassee right here next by us. Their flagship school is in West Palm Beach. Prayers to the Kaiser Seahawks, who Hurricane Dorian over there, by the way, and all the other Florida schools. But uh, Eli Matthews, the star quarterback over there, threw a lot of good dimes for you. He had an unbelievable performance. Kaiser had that thing rolling. And I'll tell you, a school – that operates like one of the big boys is Kaiser. If I had a son, I would consider sending my kid there. I mean, yeah, have you seen all the sweet gear they get? Dude. Unbelievable. Their, even their uh, promo video for their uniforms this year yeah. was, was well done. Well done. And, but here's the thing. If you're going to operate like a big boy program, you start playing like a big boy program. I know a lot of us in our NAI poll had Kaiser start to creep up in that top 25 after getting a win over our top 25 team, Dort. I know a lot of people put the defenders in that top 25. And first off, credit for Dort and Kaiser for scheduling this out-of-conference game. We don't get enough of those in NAI without slam-packed the schedule is. But, uh, you know, props to both of them. But Kaiser, the Seahawks, you know, last year was their inaugural season, and – they were a force in the sun a little bit, but it's eager to see how they keep building from that. Could they be the ones to challenge Southeastern? We'll have to see only time will tell. As we uh, move along here, just want to talk about something that's kind of been on our minds uh, since the offseason. Uh, we want to build the ultimate NAIA team database for every team, for their records, 
for every season that they've played. And we want that to be sponsored by a local business for that specific university. So, um, you know, let's say I'll, I'll pick on, on Ride Park. Maybe, maybe they get cookout. To yeah, one of the barbecue joints around there that yeah. they always eat on. Right. Um, so, for instance, I know, like, uh, Southeastern has Chick-fil-A right in their own campus. Um, I think what we're asking for, guys, and before we get too much into it, is just a local business around your university, maybe $10 a month. And this is a database page. If you've never heard of Winsipedia or back old school, I was a college football data warehouse guy myself before that site went under. Uh, I had every statistic known to man for that college football team. So we have Carroll College as an example that we can show you guys. It gives you a description of the school, the history, coaches, all the seasons with their results, uh, championships, and then uh, you know individual records. The core individual records would be reflected on there. And this is something that would stay in time. This is a timeless thing. and would be updated yearly, yearly. And that's just a way, small way of supporting us. If all 80-plus teams got on board, Corey, you have two full-time guys with other fires you have in iron. Just about it. So uh, we will show you that. Also, we are reconstructing the website. It will be up again soon. Um, our administrator, we got to get on them. He just moved. He just made it. He, he, several states moved. He so. just moved. So uh, give us patience on the website. But the scoreboard does still work. Yes, if does. you can get there, um, all you have to do is press proceed or accept, and it will still work. But uh, anyways, go ahead. I think it's time for the top 25. The new top 25. New top 25. We're now. going to tweet this right after the show. Now, one thing I realized is that the NAI with their official coaches poll, they don't update theirs until, until, until like the 17th. Really? So you don't get a fresh poll. After week one, they don't update, right? No, I thought it was sir. every Monday. No, sir. Holy cow. They start in a couple weeks. But we give you a fresh poll every week. I, I wonder if AFCA is updated. I have a film they have. Well, it's the same poll. Oh, same poll. It's the same poll. That's, well, what, look. that's what Coach Oliver was saying oh, okay. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but we have a fresh poll just for you, updated for the games last week. And we start with Kaiser University, who had that upset over Dort. They creep into the bottom. Uh, of well the deserved for the Seahawks Absolutely. over there in West Palm Beach. But uh, number 24, Avila, you know, they don't start till next week, but we still have high hopes for them. 23, Georgetown, same thing. They're on the Cincinnati, Kentucky line right there, Kentucky, Ohio line. They're NAI royalty. Then we have Ottawa out of Arizona. They had a strong showing. They had a big win. And they're also going against a Division II opponent this week, but we'll uh, slow down there. Yeah. And then we have the Southeastern Fire that got a little pole inertia. They were 19 last week. A couple things changed. You know, a couple teams in week one showed something. So Southeastern, don't fret. You know, you have your chance to climb back yeah, up. Absolutely. But a little pole inertia there. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I, I, I noticed on the poll. Uh, Southeastern actually has a bye this week as well, so we'll see what happens with movement around them. Um, so, um, I, I highly doubt they drop out before they actually have a chance to play right. a game. So, at the number 20 spot is Bethel, who lost to an FCS opponent, Lamar. 
they took a big one on the head. You know, they let, let up 65 points, but Lamar's no slouch. We know Texas football all the way from Pee Wee up to the NFL teams. You know, people take Texas football serious. Lamar is no stranger to getting high up in the FCS level, um, especially making playoffs. But uh, the Bethel Wildcats need to rebound, and we didn't drop them too far in the poll. Yeah. But, I mean, it just is what it is. You know, you got to win your games. And even if it's Goliath standing there, you want to draw. Absolutely. Uh, next up are the Evangel Crusaders at 19. The other Ottawa out of Kansas at 18, who opens their season this week. Cumberland's out of Kentucky, who uh, opens at Ave Maria. That's going to be a big game. You know, Ave Maria won a share of the Sun title last year. So uh, that's going to be a huge game. We're looking forward to uh, seeing what the Patriots can bring. And then Dickinson State, who out of our top 25, dropped the most. How many spots did they drop? That would be nine spots. Well, before we move on to the next one, and, uh, you know, Dickinson State credited them and Rocky. They play all the time, guys. I think this is like the past 11 years they've played each other for continuing that out-of-conference series. Uh, credit to those guys. Uh, yeah. Dickinson State's going to make the playoffs. Okay. They're going, they're going to win the North Star. It just is what it is. And uh, that games like that get you ready for the playoffs. Absolutely. At number 15, we have the team that beat them, the Rocky Mountain Batman Bears. Um, it would have been a disservice to the Bears oh, if well it would have been below. Yeah, and this happens all the time in major college football where, you know, you beat a team and you're still ranked behind them. Yeah. And it's going to happen soon enough in major college football after this week probably. Probably. They were our biggest mover on the positive side, coming up seven spots, uh, well-deserved there. Uh, we don't have to go too terribly far from number 14 being the College of Idaho. Um, 13 is the Langston Lions, who opens their season this week as well. Lindsey Wilson comes in at number 12 um, after getting a win. And at number 11 is Grandview, who... Grandview had a very impressive start, you know, under the first year head coach Joe Woodley over there, um, taking over for his dad. You know, we wondered if there would be any uh, slowdown, but they were full speed ahead. Now, why don't you start off on that on, on the top ten there? Okay. Well, number ten, we got St. Xavier. They're going to Lawrence Tech, Michigan this week. You know, Lawrence Tech is in their second year after a long layoff, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if St. Xavier can take care of advantage. A lot of people have them ranked high, not just us. But we got Reinhardt versus you fight. You know, I didn't even plan that. You didn't plan that? Not at all. It's amazing. The two supportive programs of us uh, since it's, it's like it was just divine intervention right there. So that's that's absolutely awesome. Pikeville took one on the chin to Murray State. They were able to move the ball on the racers. Uh, I, honestly, I thought Pikeville had a very impressive showing against the FCS team. Um, I actually played under Murray State's uh, quarterback coach, uh, Nick Coleman, and for them to uh, slow down that little air raid shotgun attack uh, just a little bit. You know, I know Murray State put up a lot of points, but games, games like that, games against FCS teams get you paid, ready for your regular season, and if you make it to the playoffs, you're battle-tested. And props to the teams that play those FCS teams. I mean, and Murray State's a team that will – We'll roll up into your right. Division One FBS, right, and and take a money game themselves. That's right. So no no uh, no shame. And then we got Northwestern. They have a out of conference game against Valley City State, a team out of the North Star over there. 
It's going to be interesting to see. You know, with Morningside flexing their muscles last week, and this is supposed to be the year of the Red Raider, you know. And they got to stop that running back. we got to see if Northwestern is going to flex their muscles and get it ready. Then we got Baker out of Kansas. Fun fact about Baker, they had the first ever college football win against the Kansas Jayhawks. And they made the NAI playoffs last year. And this is a playoff deciding game already in week two. You know, one or two losses, you can still manage to get in there. Three, you're in jeopardy a little bit. It's on the bubble. So these are huge games early. And that's going to be one of our games of the week, Baker versus Grandview. And then uh, Concordia comes in at that sixth spot, rounding up this slide. Uh, they have Kentucky Wesleyan, a D2 school. And uh, before I say that, Kentucky Wesleyan is D2. They're used to get smacked around by some NAIA teams in Kentucky. They weren't yeah. in the NAIA they were for in the NAIA. years. Yes. They've, been, they've been going between D, D3, NAIA, D2. You're right. They're finding the best fit for them. But don't be surprised if Concordia just goes up and uh, smacks or goes down and smacks Kentucky Wesleyan. And in our top five, we have the Marion Knights. To, uh, congrats to Brandon Dillon, their tight end from last year. The Marion Flash, I think is what they called him up on the Minnesota Vikings. He officially made the Vikings 53-man roster. But NAIA players don't make it to the NFL, Corey. They don't make it. What the Vikings do. So don't let anybody discount that. Go ahead. Number four, we've got Kansas Westland. John, is anybody going to stop Shaq Bradford, he had four and a half sacks. Dude, eight. You know, uh, a lot of people I heard rumblings weren't that impressed with their win, but to me, winning 43-21 to 21 over a Texas Wesleyan team that you don't ever see, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a weird game. It's out of conference, and uh, Texas Wesleyan is in a hot bed of recruiting, even though they haven't had that success as a program yet. I was very impressed with the 43-21 win. They got a... Uh, Kansas Wesleyan got out early and and then just um, you know got a couple of, of reserves in there and, and got uh, right. got some stuff and, and there's I mean there's something to be said for that getting your reserves into a, a ball game that you have in hand that sets you up for success down the road. There's your future, yeah, and then your near future too. You never know when the next man up is. Absolutely. Number three are the St. Francis Wildcats out of Indiana. They play. Their other namesake, St. Francis of Illinois. Prayers to the Saints. Absolutely. Prayers to the Saints. They go to Morningside, and now they are hosting St. Francis Cougars out of Indiana. Remember, schedule those first two weeks, guys. Come on, help you guys out. <laughs> Number two is the Benedictine Ravens. Uh, they go to William Penn, who had a really nice game last week. You know, I thought that William Penn had a chance to upset Evangel, and they had a little ball control there. But it's going to see. I don't think they're going to have the success they did against Evangel. I think Benedictine is just going to open the floodgates. But I wouldn't mind seeing the statesman prove me wrong. I mean, it's a measuring statesman. Well, for Benedictine, too, you know. I mean, I know you had the great week last week, but you want to continue that domination of the heart. And then number one, uh, solidifying their position up top. They had two first-place votes last week. Uh, this week, they get a couple more uh, folks who uh, apparently get impressed when you win by 80. Yeah. Um, How could you not? Yeah, for real. Um, they are solidly in our number one spot. They take a week off 
Yeah, scoring 80 points is pretty tiring. You might you might want a week off. So, uh, Any yeah. surprises for you in, in, in all this? Or is this kind of what yeah. you expected? I mean, mine's definitely a little different. While I am impressed with Morningside, St. Francis, Indiana hasn't played a game. I still have St. Francis at number one. You can tell them um, they're number one. Yeah, he, he, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Other than that, I mean, I thought it held pretty, pretty uh, still. I think, you know, we have different entities that vote in this poll. It's not just me and him. It's the uh, JV Sports Show out of Phoenix, who is a NBC affiliate. Um, we got the Champion Sports Network out in Texas that helps us out with that. And we got three different entities, Oklahoma. including us, and then OklahomaSports.net. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a fantastic job over there. So they give us that Western coverage. And uh, this is the most unbiased poll you guys are going to get, um, especially because we pay attention. If you watch our feed, guys, we're posting recordings of videos and stuff. We're watching NAI football consistently. You know, it doesn't get any educated right here in this room. But our media poll is very unbiased, I feel like. Um, so, And you can tell because – the one thing I'm happy with is that Rocky got ranked ahead of Dickinson State. Yeah, that doesn't happen even in major college football. I guarantee you, if Louisville beats Notre Dame tonight, yeah. Louisville's not going to be ranked in the top 15. Yeah, yeah Notre Dame's yeah. only going to drop a couple spots. But I mean, it showed on the field they were better. This is the most unbiased poll you'll get. So, all that being said. What are we watching for this week, John? Well, the first game that we need to watch for is Concordia, you know, the Cardinals versus Kentucky Wesleyan. We talked about Kentucky Wesleyan, you know, they have a history of bouncing around different divisions, different leagues, NCAA, NAIA, D2, D3. Uh, They've been staying pretty put at D2 here for a while. Um, But they have a history of getting smacked against some NAIA teams, and Concordia is a pretty good NAIA team. So it's going to be interesting to see what Coach Schumacher does going down there. That's a big road test for the Cardinals. So I I have the Cardinals winning. I think they represent NAI really well and get that D2 victory. I I definitely agree. I think their running attack is just too much. Right. I totally agree with that. I I would say that I am really looking forward to Baker Grandview, a top 15 matchup. you know, we, we had that, that top 25 matchup last right. week with Rocky and, and Dickinson State. I love seeing two highly ranked teams duking it out. Pretty early in the season. Okay. This is like one of those matchups that you wish could wait a little bit. Um, you know, Baker handled Culver Stockton last week, and then you had Grandview that uh, blanked Mid-American Nazarene. And Mid-American Nazarene, they beat, I'd like to say they upset Evangel last year. So, I mean, that's no, like, that's no easy task there. But I I think Baker's going to have a hard time with Grandview's defense. Very physical. Um, You know, basically when you look at Baker and Grandview, they kind of look each other in the mirror. Um, Baker loves to run the ball. They're very balanced. Last week they had 204 rushing yards and 200 passing yards. You don't get any more even than that. Um, Grandview held Mid-American Nazarene to 25 rushing yards and 82 passing yards. They could do absolutely nothing. So it's going to be interesting. I have Grandview winning that game on defense. We're calling that upset. I'll, I'll, I'll disagree. I think that the home cooking for Baker 
is is enough to get to get them by. I expect another slugfest, though. Just two heavyweight teams knocking each other around, seeing who's going to fall on those body blows first. Yeah, I mean, this is a game you wish that could be scheduled later. Like I know Evangel and Baker played the last week of the season, and that will be a playoff deciding spot. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what about our next game, Court? We've got Ottawa of Arizona, who uh, put up some points last week, impressed a lot of people. They play host to Western New Mexico, a D2 squad. Um, we'll see if the uh, if the Spirit can um, keep up that offensive performance. Yeah, so the Spirit had a great win last week. Um, yeah, who they played now. But it was like a 48-7 win. It was absolutely huge. Um, I like to say it was uh, Dome. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, it was. I believe. I'm going to look. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. I mean, we talked to our guys at the JV Sports Show. And, uh, you know. called that game. Yeah, who called that game. And you guys need to go give them a follow. They're our friends over there. But uh, all we could hear about was Austin McCullum. You know, the Ottawa, Arizona quarterback. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was Dome. Okay. Um, and he uh, put up big numbers again. He, uh, 62 attempts, Court. That's what I have in my notes right here. 62 attempts, 426 yards. Unbelievable. And that's another out-of-conference game. We don't know how good Dome will be or how they'll compete in their conference. But that's impressive nonetheless, and why they got voted in my top twenty-five. Yep. Did they get? Did they make the top twenty-five? They're close, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. They, um, let's see. They made it in at number twenty-two. Yeah, it was thirty-four nothing at halftime. So I mean, that game was over before you could say Ottawa Arizona. But it will be interesting. You know, I. Maybe Dunn had some issues with right. it, with with that heat, and Ottawa plays host to a team that knows that heat. Right, and I'll go ahead and tell you, Western New Mexico. I don't know about you, is definitely a stranger to me. Um, you know, I, I see New Mexico Highlands, the D two school in the same conference. I believe that's Western New Mexico recruiting a lot of that same NAI players. This is huge for Ottawa because when they want to go down to New Mexico and recruit those kids, they'll know the spirit's name. After yep. this week, if Ottawa takes care of business, I I don't really see. I, I mean, I can't really pick the game. I just know that Austin McCullough is pretty daggum good, and there's a reason why he won uh, that preseason player of the year. I I mean, if <laughs> if I didn't know the team, I'm I'm still going to pick him. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll eat my crow if not, but give me McCullough and the spirit. Give me the give me the ones I know. Couple of couple of notes before we leave off. We would be absolutely remiss if we did not give a shout out to Cincinnati Christian. Oh man. You know, we uh we were I I was at Down and Dirty down at Weber International University and uh, I uh, we I got to talk to some Warner coaches and they have a good thing going on. They're gonna get some wins. I think this is just credit to Cincinnati Christian. This is we told you last week, Corey. We told them last week. We did that. This would not be the only win they get. You and you called it. Yeah, I, I think you need to watch out for Thomas Moore and Kentucky Christian later on the schedule there for Cincinnati Christian. I, the excitement they had. You saw the videos and everything. Shout out to the Eagles, man. Absolutely. We we love seeing the teams get their their first win. Right. Um, 
you know, we will we will see it from uh, from Clark from uh, St. Thomas here in, right. in a bit. Um, probably not this week for St. Thomas or down in Miami. Oh yeah, they're canceled. They're probably canceled. They are likely. They are likely. I imagine canceled. they're not going to practice this week. I, I would highly doubt yeah. it. They, they're getting some serious rain. Prayers to all the NAI schools in Florida, even Georgia. Reinhardt's going to get some. Um, and even outside of football, the University yeah. of the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, they're an NAIA school. Absolutely. And Prayers to those guys. Hammered. Yeah, the, the hurricane is stalling right there, right now. It's absolutely it's no movement. No movement. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And we've lived through a Cat 5 hurricane before. Yeah. It is no joke. It's not fun. Um, other than that, we got the players of the week you want to talk about. You can take the offensive guy, and I'll take the defensive guy. Sure. Um, um, we hinted at this a little earlier. Um, when we talked about Northwestern uh, facing Valley City this week, right. we said that, that the Red Raiders are going to have to deal with that rushing attack of Valley City. Well, here's why. Louis Quinones of Valley City rushed for 249 yards. That's not all-purpose yards. That's rushing. Can the Red Raiders stop and you know they're going to want to flex their muscles after they look over the aisle and see Morningside put 80 points. Yeah, they are. And I mean, Valley City's very talented, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. For the defensive side, we got Shaq Bradford. He had four and a half sacks against Texas Wesleyan. He broke the sack record for Kansas Wesleyan for the KCAT, probably didn't. Yeah, I don't he was know. above. He was sacks. above 20. And I mean, you're starting off with four and a half. You're going to break your own record. You got nine more games, man. You know, we're starting at four and a half. He might, if he keeps going, over or under, does he get 30 sacks? Four and a half times 10 is 45. You the only thing that's going to kill him is he's going to play a lot of run-heavy teams. He is. And uh, like Bethel over there in Kansas, they run triple option. Not many sack opportunities over there. I'm going to say under, but not that much. I'm going to say very close. I mean, if you said two dozen, I, I might have. If you had said 24 and a half, I might have I might have just taken the under there. If you'd given me 23 and a half, I think I would take the over. For the uh, KCAC teams playing the Coyotes, you might want to put a running back in to chip that guy. So okay. just, just some free advice for you guys. <laughs> um, anyways, we appreciate the following you guys give us. Um, we love doing this. Absolutely. We would love to do it full time for you guys. And what you see here is only a start. Um, we can make this as far as you guys support us. We are like the PBS of NAI. We're sponsored by viewers like you. So we're going to put the Patreon link out tonight. Yep. Um, it's just really exciting. Week two coming fast. You know, Thursday night starts it and goes into Saturday. It doesn't get any better. College football, man. Absolutely. Now, if you are a cash strap college student, we totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not asking for players to donate. But we what players can do. Is yeah, players can tweet or you know and and talk about us right. to their, oh, to their friends to their families. That's huge. And and getting that out there. Right. Like I, I say it every week. I wish I had this when I was playing. You know, this is covering you guys. We're not asking for you guys to put in, but there's a lot of other people that follow us that like the coverage. So uh, you know, no pressure. It just is what it is. We just want to do this to the best of our ability. It's nothing we want to get rich from, but something we would love to do full-time one day. But other than that, Corey, we want to thank Fifth Quarter sponsoring us. Yep. 417 Helmets, give them a follow. 
Thank you for Reinhardt University and U-Pike supplying the gear today. Um, if we don't get anything new, you might be sponsoring again. Not sponsored, but you might, you, you might be seeing them again. It just is what it is. Um, and another thing, one shout out my alma mater wearing those new 40 helmets. Those are sweet. They you know, and they're rebranding a little bit. Faulkner University, shout out, 3819 over Bluefield. Uh, we have more coming. Follow the content. For John Cooper, Corey Thorpe, stay classy.